Hello, my friends. I'm your host, Sharice, and you are listening to Dot 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 with Sharice, a podcast where you can join me weekly as I cover topics commonly involving my childless stepmom journey and my health and wellness advocacy. We'll cover topics such as how to handle a blended lifestyle, how to keep up with your mental and emotional well-being, what healthy looks and sounds like, and I'll often throw in some cool tips and tricks mixed in with some motivation on how to be your best self in the midst of any and all chaos. I want you to feel like you always have a helpful friend rooting for you. So take a deep breath, remember how amazing you truly are, and let's chat. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode. I am your host, Sharice, and this week I want to talk to you about dealing with allergies, and specifically, I want to talk about food allergies. I do have quite a few of them, and as I get older, they pop up more or less in some areas. And I just want to tell you all of the things that I have learned, how this has been a huge part of my health and wellness journey for the last four and a half years. And I'm going to start that by taking you all the way back to when I was a kid. And when I was a kid, I, I associated food with pain. And what I mean by that is often I would, I would finish a meal at home with my family And then I would just get these terrible stomach cramps. And I remember one of my fondest memories uh, growing up, and it was so frequent, was that I would eat dinner. And a few minutes later, I would just have this intense pain in my abdomen. And so I would go and I would lay down in my parents' room and my father would come in and he would like rub my stomach and like push on my stomach for whatever reason to try and help alleviate this pain. And this might be a little TMI, but they always thought that it was gas. They just thought, oh, she's just got gas. And, you know, as a as a baby, that's kind of how you help. So you just kind of push on their stomach, help move it through the body. But um, that was, that was a, a common occurrence. I can say that it happened so frequently. And my parents did the best they could, but they were from a generation and I grew up in a generation that didn't understand just how important the food choices we make are. So as I got older, um, you know, I, I gained weight and I was, I wasn't overweight, um, like massively, but I definitely carried extra weight that wasn't necessarily healthy. And I was diagnosed with asthma when I was six. So, Definitely keeping my weight down was something I needed to work on, staying healthy, trying to do everything I could, you know, to just be a healthy kid. And I I hit puberty and it did not do me any favors because I packed on more weight. And as much as I tried, I tried to read every book. I tried to do everything. My mother was a, a vivid um, dieter and always trying to find different ways to work on her health and her wellness. But we just honestly had no guidance other than what social media was bringing to us. And I see what our plan was and where we wanted to go with that. But I now look back and know that we definitely went about it the not right way. And that is just because we didn't know better. So fast forwarding to high school, I got into high school and, you know, 
I because I had been such an early bloomer with puberty, I was just in the throes of it. And while I was in high school, I was involved in sports. I tried to watch what I ate. I tried to work out sometimes seven days a week in between all of the other things that I was doing. And it never, my weight never budged. My confidence never grew because I just, I felt out of control. And because I felt out of control, that is when I started with my eating disorder. I would starve myself for sometimes days at a time, just consuming the absolute bare minimum to get by with as to not make my parents upset with me. And I would do that and then I would hit a wall and I would binge and I would binge unlike anything. I would just eat and eat anything and everything I could find. And this is a a terrible habit that I carried with me for so long. Um, I I just, I felt so lost and I felt so frustrated and I kept trying to do everything on top of now I had developed this eating disorder, which honestly, sadly, it in, empowered me because of course, when you starve yourself, you lose weight. And I thought that that was, I felt thinner. Uh, so I felt better and it was it was bad. And I don't even want to imagine all of the damage that I did to my body when I was doing that. But eventually I went into college and my roommate, she was this amazing girl from Brazil and she was just beautiful. She spoke three languages and she was healthy and she was the kindest person I had ever met. And I really lucked out with getting her as a roommate. We are still friends to this day. And she would go and she would work out and she encouraged me to go work out and we would work out together and I tried to eat better and tried to do better. And it, I, I don't, I don't want to say that it didn't work. Uh, it did. I, I was, you know, feeling better. I was feeling more confident. Um, but it wasn't anywhere where I wanted to go. You know, my body still hurt. My joints still hurt. My stomach still hurt. I still felt off. I felt weird. And, Fast forward to, you know, a few years of me living with this, um, you know, I, I got in relationships and I was always so self-conscious in my relationship because of my weight and I was obsessed. I would stare at other people's bodies and play the comparison game. I hated seeing my reflection in things. I refused to let people take pictures of me. I was just, I was a mess and I was so mean and cruel to myself. Um, I, I, got to the point where my inner self-talk would be so detrimental. I would starve myself. And when I binged, I would just, I would tell myself, you know, you are just absolute garbage. Like how you were doing so good. Like you don't deserve to eat this food. Like you're fat, you're gross. People call you disgusting. Why would you do that? You were doing so good. And I mean, that's, that's how I talked to myself and it was so unhealthy and I eventually got into a different relationship and this person was very into health and fitness, but not into nutrition. And I started teaching and we, you know, we would work out, we would do all this stuff. And again, 
as much as I worked out, whether I sat on the cardio machine for two hours or lifted weights, nothing budged, nothing changed. I, I eventually kind of gave up and started just lifting weights. I was like, well, if I'm going to be big, I want to be buff. So, you know, whatever. So I started lifting weights and doing all that. And then one day my mom, she came to me and she had this book. And I'm not going to tell you the title of the book because I still don't understand copyright infringement stuff and whether I would have to pay this person to tell them to tell you the title of this book. But it's a 30-day process to read this book, and it teaches you how to eat whole foods. So if you take those sentences, rearrange them, you'll have the title of the book, or you could just message me. But this book, the concept of this book was you take out all of the foods that could be potential allergens. And there's so much science, there's so much clinical research done behind what counts as a food that may be an allergen or not. And obviously there's room for rare people who have allergies to things that aren't considered allergens, but it removes any and all of these things. And you you do this for 30 days and then you reintroduce and see if you have a reaction. That basically sums up the whole process. And when I did this, uh, my mom brought it to me and I was like, okay, another gimmicky thing, like might as well do it, you know, uh, always trying to move forward. If it doesn't work, you know, what else is new? If it does, that's great. So I did this and I was dead set on doing this perfect. 100%, I didn't let a molecule of a potential allergen into my body. I was so intense with my food. And you do this for 30 days and then you reintroduce. And um, when we reintroduced, the first thing I wanted to reintroduce was dairy because, oh, it was my favorite food group. Oh, my gosh. And that first day that I reintroduced dairy, I was absolutely sick to my stomach. I was so sick for days. And after you introduce something, you you take a couple days to go back to eating you know, clean foods, non-allergen foods. And I tried to reintroduce dairy again because I was dead set that it was just maybe I got a bad yogurt, like whatever it was. And I was so sick again. And I just, I had this awakening moment in my life of just like, oh my gosh, I am lactose intolerant. Probably have been my whole life because I was raised on goat's milk because my sister couldn't have cow's milk and my mom couldn't produce for her. And I never had cow's milk. So, oh my gosh, it was just like all of these light bulbs went off in my head. And I just, I went back and I finished it. I reintroduced soy and I got the worst stomach cramps of my life. It took me straight back to being a kid. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I remember this feeling so much. Over those 30 days, I felt so good. My abdomen didn't hurt. My stomach didn't hurt. I wasn't crampy. My bones didn't ache. My joints felt good. I didn't feel foggy in my brain. And I just, I introduced that and it was just an awful feeling. And I looked back at all of those days in high school that I had worked out, that I was being so mean to myself and brutalizing myself. And I remembered that every single day I would work out, I would drink a protein shake after my workout and that protein was made up of 100% soy isolate. I was consuming 20 grams of a toxic food to 
myself every single day after I worked out and my mind was blown. I just, there was obviously no way that I could have known this, but I just had this light bulb go off and it was it was so eye-opening. And we finished the program. We reintroduced all these different foods. Um, I can't have oranges. They, I'm allergic to oranges. I can't do uh, soy, dairy, legumes, which include peanuts. I can't have any type of hummus anymore because it's garbanzo beans. And I love beans. And I loved hummus. Um, I never had it as a kid. And then I grew up and I loved it and I can't have it. Uh, I can't do cabbage uh, because cabbage causes me to be bloated. It's just, it's eye-opening. And it's constantly changing because I look at now versus then, and I've added foods to that list. Um, I would go and I would eat uh, my favorite snack in the world. I would consume chips and salsa. Oh my gosh. I've been eating chips and salsa since basically I came out of the womb. Oh my gosh. I love them so much. And we had this, this cookie decorating party for Christmas. And I... I can't eat a lot of sugar or it makes me sick. That's another thing I've learned. But I I had, we'd attend this party and I wasn't feeling very good. And I'd had chips and salsa there and had all these little snacks and stuff. And I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, I ate too many cookies. Noted. I will drink extra water. But then uh, I sat down and I had chips and salsa for, for a snack or something. And I didn't feel good. And I've never been able to eat corn as a vegetable. And then I was looking and I realized, you know, tortilla chips, well, they're made out of masa, which is dried corn. And that was when I realized I can't have corn in any form, uh, vegetable or grain. And that was uh, several years ago. And it wasn't until this year that I discovered the grain, a grain-free chip that I'm finally able to have my favorite snack again because I just, I don't see the benefit of consuming foods to have that feeling of how it tastes. And I look around me all the time and people do that. People know that they can't have foods. They, they know, oh, my doctor told me I can't have this or they can't have that. But the taste to them is just, it's so inviting. And to me, my body deserves better. My body shows up for me every single day. My body is capable of brilliant, beautiful things. And it deserves better than me feeding it foods that it is allergic to. Like, how dare I do that to my body? I'm the one that suffers from that. And it was never worth it to me. I had struggled so much with in my insecurity and abusing myself and mistreating myself and treating myself like garbage just all the time that I actually cannot fathom intentionally feeding it something that it's allergic to. You know, my boys, they, they have foods that they're allergic to. My husband does too. Uh, he did this program with me and he found out he can't have apples in the raw form because they make him sick and he can't drink milk. And I would never intentionally give someone I love a food that they aren't supposed to have that would make them sick just because I thought that they would really enjoy the taste. So why would I do that to myself? Why would I feed myself foods that I know are toxic? That 
that is self-abuse. And it's just, it's become something that is just so impactful to me. And when I experienced this for myself, you know, four and a half years ago, it just, it woke me up and it made me realize that people walk around every day not knowing that having a regular bathroom habits, having bloat, being gassy, having this joint pain for what feels like no reason, a foggy head, headaches all the time, all of those things, those aren't normal. That's not normal. Your body is trying to tell you, hey, that's not good for me. Please don't feed me that. It's begging you. Please don't feed me those things. Please feed me things that make me feel good because I want to feel good. Your body is you. You want to feel good. And in in those first three months that I did this program, I was so intense after I came off of it for, for three months. I didn't work out or anything. I just ate these foods that I knew weren't toxic to me. And I lost 17 pounds. I just, I lost all of this extra stuff, this, this bloat, this inflammation my body was carrying around because it was sick all the time. And it just felt so good and it felt so right that that was when i knew i had to i had to do what i had to do to be able to teach people this and that was when i started coaching but that is a story for a different time that i will be doing but one last thing before i wrap this up is my disclaimer this is absolutely not me giving you permission to cut out main food groups you need all of the foods that are good for your body. This is me giving you permission to listen to your body. This is giving this is me giving you permission to pay attention. Maybe go take an allergy test or do this program and discover foods that you're not supposed to have. But this is not permission to restrict yourself. You are a beautiful, wonderful, unique individual and your needs are different from everybody else's. This is me giving you permission to discover what that is and to fuel yourself and to grow that relationship with food. It should be loving and healthy and it should be nurturing. Food should nurture you, not imprison you. And you don't deserve to put toxic things in your body. You deserve to feel amazing and to love the vessel that you live in with everything and through my entire process, I realized that if I didn't learn to love myself when I was a size 22, I'm not going to love myself when I'm a size 4. And it starts with taking care of yourself, truly enjoying the journey of loving who you are and feeding it foods that make it feel good and empower you. So this is absolutely, I will say it again, not permission to abuse food or mistreat yourself with food. This is permission to explore the possibilities that there could be a better way to eat and to consume nutritious things. And it should be a beautiful journey, not one of stress and chaos. So that is what I have for you today. I hope that this helped in some way. I hope you start to enjoy this curiosity and understanding all of these different things. And I hope that, you know, this fuels a part of you to go out and to try all of these different ways and, and methods and to really listen to your body because I promise you it is speaking to you. Mm -hmm. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. Please don't forget to check out my Instagram at Coach Sharice. Click the link in my bio and you can explore and check out all the amazing content and resources I have, as well as send me any questions or messages. This is also how you can get involved in my private group where I will work with you and coach you one-on-one. Have a great day and I'll see you next week.